Hey, welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm Ann Samoyloff, and today, well, I get a tad goofy in this episode where I sat down to talk to SEO and Google Analytics and all things metrics guru, I love calling her a guru because I know it makes her squirm, uh, Liz Lockard. Liz is, um, is someone I met during, oh, I think, the first round of Fearless Launching, but I've been able to watch her career and her business grow online, and that's been such a joy. So we talk about that whole evolution from that very first launch, the very first creation, all the way to how she is expanding her reach, how she's expanding, who knows about her, getting more clients, changing her business, and look, I'm getting all amped up already. So I'll see you inside. <laughs> so... We are here today with Liz Lockard from LizLockard.com, and she is pretty much the only person now that I even, I don't even pay attention to anybody else when it comes to SEO and Google Analytics. If I need stuff, I go into my Google Analytics um, course that I signed up for so long ago, and I look for like the answer there. If I have an SEO question, I kind of peek into your blog to see what's going on. And so, um, so Liz, I'm excited that you're here, and I want yeah, to thank you. Too. Thanks so much. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Um, so I want to share a little bit like my experience with Liz. And then, and then I'm going to ask you, Liz, to just, you'll, you're, I'll, I'll grill you after that. Okay. So Liz and I met when she joined Fearless Launching. And at that point, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, Liz, but you hadn't created the first program yet, the missing manual. No. You were in the process of kind of figuring out if you were going to create it, what, what it was going to be, you were still in product creation mode. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't even in creation mode. I was like, fear or launching, like scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so. so you were the ideal customer. <laughs> yeah. You're so like, I yes, your class. So I was like, all right, if I do this, I'm going to feel like I actually have to do it. So I'm all about like tricking myself into doing things. <laughs> oh my God. Did you, oh my God. You totally, you, did you see Natalie Lucier's? Uh, post on Facebook the other day because she was actually just like it was a joke how she was saying like she has that like sometimes you have to trick yourself into doing things and yeah. that is my motto that's how I handle exercise everything yeah. trick yeah. me make me uh, make me like not pay attention to like uh don't don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I think it's like a it's like some sort of like higher level of understanding of yourself when you're like, okay, like I'm probably not going to actually do this of my own accord. So let's <laughs> like find the little like self hacks to get myself to actually do what my brain would like me to do, but I'm somehow keeping myself back from. For real, for real. So, so anyway, so Liz joined, she launched, um, Google Analytics, the missing manual first. If I got the name wrong, I'm really sorry, but oh, that's um, all I know is that there's there's a pig on the landing page, and I love that pig. <laughs> I love that little pig. <laughs> wee wee. Um, so I I just wanted to say that like I loved watching you because you really did. That was your first thing that you launched, and from there, I mean, I over over time, I saw you. Didn't you? Weren't you on the rise to the top? I was. And you were yeah. on social media examiner. As and I, I was, was rising. As you were rising to the top. Um, and you're like, I must be rising if I'm on rise to the top. Okay. Um, I'm going somewhere. Yeah, I'm where. going somewhere, people. And and I just saw you being 
uh, around different places. I think since then you've been on uh, LKR site as well, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm just I just have loved watching you because like you did that, and then it was like, oh my god, the social the SEO roadmap, or I'm like, oh my god, that's so perfect, so yeah. perfect. Um, yeah. So anyway, so after that, um, Liz and I were in a short-lived but very, very, and we're still all friends, a short-lived mastermind group, um, which was so sad that it was so short, but whatever. We'll, it'll, it'll, when it, when the time is ready, it will be, it'll open it'll up again. Like Brigadoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it'll so I feel like really giddy today and I'm really sorry, Liz. I think it's just because I'm sitting on my pillow in the middle of my living room. I feel like I, I should ha- I should be burning incense here. Um, <laughs> And talking about analytics. So, so anyway, so I, I feel like I've gotten to see you things unfold for you, but really what I want to know is what's your story? Cause like, I have no idea. How did you even get into this? What is your background that you were able to just jump into the numbers and the data? Because that stuff does not come easily to me at all. Yeah. Well, um, I guess like if you wanted to make this a really long story, it's probably somewhere in my <laughs> I genes. was born. <laughs> um, but really, I was like just a... about to do a super inappropriate quote from the <laughs> Jerk movie with Steve Martin. Oh my god! Okay, wow. Um, but yeah, like I grew up, uh, and like my mom was a computer person, so like we always had a computer in the house, even like before they were like super, super popular. Um, and pretty much like everyone in my family has some sort of like analytical or techie job. So there's definitely, there's definitely something going on either in what we were fed or or the genetic material, but then like... (laughs) You drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, but then I went to college, I did, um, marketing and international business was actually what I majored in. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. And then, um, from there I went to like, where really, uh, like the real seed of where I am today was in my first job at a corporate law firm. I was in the marketing department and, uh, Corporate law firm is, you know, generally they're, uh, they're like a little bit behind the times when it comes to marketing trends and things like this. <laughs> um, so, you know, some one day someone had heard about keywords and SEO, and I happened to be the youngest person in the department. So I <laughs> landed on my desk to figure that whole thing out, and I've just been on an SEO path. What's this whole since. keyword thing? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. I'm like playing so that's like, out. That's literally it landed on my desk, but then, you know, it lit my brain up. So I stuck with it. Oh my gosh. That's, that's actually really interesting how that, how that happened. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like, you think you're choosing your own destiny, but you know, sometimes it just lands on your desk. I, and I love how you actually say I was the youngest person there. So they're like, she must know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they're like, well, we can't even turn on a computer. So this girl's yeah. on one. No, that's so funny. Um, you know, uh, do you remember what kind of computer had when you were a kid? Uh, we started out with a Commodore 64. I was hoping you would say that. High five <laughs> on the Commodore 64 action. <laughs> Woo. Okay, that was, that was me too. <laughs> me too. 
we had like oh like, I grew up with four brothers and uh so there's like this in, up right in the middle so I have two older and two younger and no matter what computer we had what gaming system it was always like you know let your younger brother or younger sister play and so until you realize what was happening uh your older brother older sibling would always just give you like a dummy controller and just throw the cord behind the computer and pretend that you were the bad guy that <laughs> <So it> was <laughs> like <laughs> until you were oh about God. like four and then you know you had to actually start playing but that was yeah. definitely a, a trick passed down <laughs> oh my goodness that is hilarious that is hilarious yeah we can't trick mila anymore with anything we <laughs> have she knows how to turn on every console in the house every computer in the house and finally she's able to double click on things right. and that's a huge <laughs> that's a huge Did you have a picture of her first double click <laughs> no but like the other day i was like oh wow that was a really good double click mila because first she like <laughs> just clicked on something this icon and i'm like no to open it you have to double click it yeah. was like you know it was it's on my husband's the only pc left in the house um <laughs> so um so that's interesting yeah i really envy that ability but I, to look at those, the metrics, those, the numbers and all that data. And I think that you probably did some of that, those kind of classes, didn't you in, in the international business? Yeah, I took, uh, I mean, I'm not going to call myself anywhere like, uh, competent in like real statistics, but I took like two stack classes in college. Yeah, I remember knowing people who did that kind of thing, and I was like, whoa, I cannot get my head around that. I just am like, the graph is going up. That's yeah. what I see. <laughs> yeah, things like p-values and all sorts of other things I sort of remember. <laughs> so, okay, so you worked in the law firm, and then you – when did you actually start, like, what your current business is now, or did you just start doing that on the side somehow? Um. Well, I actually – uh, so I was with the law firm for like five years maybe. And then, and this was while I was living in Washington, DC. And then, um, all of a sudden I just like, you know, was having one of those like quarter life crises or something and just decided that I no longer wanted to live in DC and I'd rather move home to Philly where my family was. So I just, uh, went in one day and was like, okay, like, so in two weeks I'm moving to Philly. <laughs> um, and they, and they were like, no, like, don't, don't leave us yet. And I was like, all right, well, like, I guess I can work virtually. So then I stuck on for six months while I started to like kind of build my own thing. Oh, well, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So that, that, that is really cool that you were, a, they were able to keep you in, um, at least some role and it yeah. obviously benefited you because you went back, you went back to Philadelphia and then what did you do? Try to get, um, what was your kind of strategy? Was it just to get one-on-one -on -one clients or... Um, business local businesses to hire you it was um it was some like a mix of like people who knew what I was trying to do referring people to me and then like my a couple of my first first clients were uh people looking for help on Craigslist I kind of started with like AdWords and analytics and then like grew from there interesting interesting and so you did that for a while and then you'd been around a while. You're like, okay, what made you decide you wanted to create a course? Um, I just kind of, I wanted to like reach more people. Like I liked working one-on-one -on -one with people, but I would always get like so many questions and not everybody could work with me one-on-one. -on -one, and it always just like, I always enjoyed the courses that I took and I thought it would be, I would enjoy being on the other end of them. Um, so it was always kind of like in my vision for what I was doing. Um, yeah. I was just too scared to, to do it before your course. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I feel like I got the same sort of like 
mm, maybe I want to do that. I wasn't sure what the content was going to be at the very first course I took online. But yeah. once I kind of, once I realized that that world was even there, and I, then I started getting really sick into the getting opt-ins, getting on every single list, get, downloading all these crazy reports, webinars. Yeah. Then I, I think the very first, honestly, I think the first, um, well, the first online thing that I ever was part of was actually a fitness group. Um, and it was just like- Back a, in your yoga days? No, I'm still in her group. She's a trainer. It's Valerie Waters. She's- um, She's a, a celebrity trainer, actually, and I know her now. I she, she and I've worked with her now, like on launching stuff. But That's um, cool. but at the time, that was like the very my very first time going into it. And then I went and I I was in um, Marie Forleo had like a year long virtual mastery kind of a mastermind thing that was online only, and that that was a predecessor to B School. And then during that same year that I went on with Marie, I actually, at the same exact month, I think I enrolled in one of Laura's classes. And a month after that, she sent out the email looking for help. So that's how I got kind of really into everything. But I'm curious, like, what was your first, do you remember like what your first kind of online course was or something like that you did online? It it was actually creating fame. Woohoo! Yeah. Power to LKR social media. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love creating fame. That was like my favorite course ever. I love that course. Yeah. The community is like really awesome. So that's awesome. That's really cool. So, okay. So you're, so you're creating your courses and now it feels like, I mean, do you feel like this in the last like year, you kind of have hit your stride a little bit, maybe since like last summer? Yeah. I, cause I feel like, I feel like now it's just like, yeah, this is what I do. So what? <laughs> what do you want to say about it? <laughs> yeah. I'm real intimidating like that. I can't keep a straight face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but like, do you feel like, um, now that you've taken that kind of first leap, you did that first launch, then you did like the beta of the SEO program, right? Mm-hmm. And then you launched that, that did well. And now you're, you know, you're, you by the time this will have aired, you will have launched that again, and you've yeah. done a few more launches of the missing manual. How do you? How are you feeling? I feel like launching isn't so scary anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, I I love it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's like this whole like creating fame, fearless launching snowball of like being comfortable with launching, um, meeting a lot more people. People and feeling comfortable, like, networking at, like, a level that you, like, you know, you always feel like you're, like, not at someone's level when really, like, you're all people. It's all fine. Yeah, well, yeah, um, that's that's the thing. Remember, like, last year um, on one of the calls, I think, that I shared, I think you were on it, but I was, I noticed, and this was, it was actually last August, September, maybe, around there. I don't remember exactly, but it was around the end of the summer, and I had just had this huge realization that it doesn't matter what level you think someone is at, they're making the same decisions that you are. They're deciding whether to send an email or write it in a certain way, just like you are, yeah. you know, they're, they're deciding on what's going to be on their sales page, just like you are. <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're getting feedback from their friends, just like yeah. you are and getting help sharing it. So, so once you realize that we're all doing the same kind of stuff to get our stuff out there, it's not so yeah. crazy anymore. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's like when cuz you I feel like you know that intellectually for a while. But like yeah. until that like sits with you and you finally like feel it. I think that's like a big shift. Yeah. I definitely I agree. I I definitely agree. Um so over, so since things feel like they're kind of running at a nice clip maybe, maybe you're ready to like do something different or new, add something to the mix. But I'm wondering like as you've grown like that and grown and done more launches, What's your team situation been like? Have you done everything yourself? Um, what have you hired out for? Um, I do. I don't have like anyone like uh, specifically on my team. Like I hire out for um, like tech help when I can get it. Um, and I've hired out for like specific research projects on Elance and stuff. I use, um, I actually use WP Curve for most of my my tech tweaks, which I think is like an interesting solution for someone who like needs help, um, like editing a few things, but you don't really want to pay a developer every time you have to, to work yeah. on your site. What kinds of things do they do for you? Um, things like, uh, like that font looks weird. Like why is my website doing that or whatever? Or, um, like they have this like newsletter for their clients where they're always like, Hey, like here's like a, you know, an optimization suggestion or like, you know, is your site loading too slow? Like it's for stuff we can do for you. So like they like prompt you on different tweaks they can make, which I think is also cool. Yeah. But just, I have to uh, tell you, I have to tell you, I use yeah. them too, but I'm just like, I was totally just like, Hmm, what does she have them doing? Cause maybe I can have them do that <laughs> stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's just, like, any time where I, like, I start to, like, anytime I open up the code on the site and I'm just like, wait a minute, like, I have someone who can do this for me. Like, this is not the best use of my time. Yeah, yeah. I wish they, I wish they could make pages, but yeah. I, I understand why they can't because it's, like, they're not designers. They're just yeah. kind of, like, maintenance and making sure everything kind of works. Right, right. And, yeah, so uh, it's, like, you update a plugin and something breaks, like, they fix it. Yeah. It is nice having someone like that that's like a service rather than paying like a VA because yeah. then if – I don't know. It feels like more reliable somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like I work with them when I have like small tweaks. Then like, you know, if I need help building out like a membership thing, like then I like hire a, like a single developer for that. Okay. All right. So I'm sure everybody's wanting to know some like SEO stuff or maybe just – just, um, more of like what's inside your head. <laughs> so I want to just, I want to switch gears from like talking about history, yeah. <laughs> the history lesson of the Lockard history lesson to, um, to talking about like results, like people, people, you know, obviously talking about SEO, you know, following your analytics, all of that stuff is stuff that we're told to do, you know, m measure, measure what we want to grow. But how can we tell, like, do you have any, I don't know, signposts that say, yeah, you're going the right way, you know, besides, I guess besides the obvious, like if, if it says more page views this month than last month, you did something right. But like, yeah. if there are some other ways to tell that you're on the right track with, with, with even like SEO stuff, like how do you tell? Well, I mean, the... I would say, like, unless you sell advertising on your site, like, page views aren't really helping you that much, except for, like, making you feel like you're doing something. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, my gosh, I got three more page views. Yeah. Like, when you're depressed about your other metrics, look at page views and you'll feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. 
But, like, the the number one thing that I look at, because I, like, really try to, like, there's so many things you can look at, so I really mm-hmm. try to simplify it. Um, and I really like to focus on things, like, that actually I can act on or that actually mean something. And it really comes down to, for anyone operating, like, a small business online, like, are people opting into my newsletter? And mm-hmm. I measure that in Google Analytics with what's called a goal. Um, so it's a conversion. So then I just look at everything with that filter, like, what pages are encouraging more opt-ins what traffic sources are encouraging more opt-ins and are those going up or down and does that correspond with how much time and money i'm putting into these things and where should i you know adjust from there wow wow yeah that's that's a pretty simple way to tell i'm i'm curious and what do you think if if someone then has good opt-ins but let's say their let's say their page views aren't great like then it doesn't, it's like the opt-in really matters more than the number of page views. Yeah. I think there's like, um, like Perry Marshall, who's like a, you know, big online marketing guy, like big AdWords guy. He did some study of his own, um, you know, traffic of like the value. He did a comparison between the value of people who hit sales page directly and how much of those people converted versus people who hit an opt-in and then he nurtured via email. And he got like over the long term, he got more people via email um, sales wise than people who just hit the sales page. So it's like really like, you know, if someone, if you get a sale once, like that's, that's great, I guess, but more often than not, like either that person buys from you once and like you never hear from them again, or maybe they become a longtime customer. But most people aren't going to buy when they hit your page for the first time. So you need a way to like kind of capture them into like your little online marketing web where basically you're just saying like, hey, I'm around. Like, hey, remember me? Here's some helpful stuff. Hey, me again. <laughs> hey, hey, remember me? <laughs> hey, so what's up, guys? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like seriously off my rocker today. I just keep imagining like this, <laughs> the scene from Cable Guy where he keeps calling. The cable Guy keeps calling Matthew Broderick. He's like, hey, what's going on? I thought I was blow, blow drying my hair. I thought I heard the phone ring. <laughs> No, well, but like, ideally, your email marketing yeah. uh, campaigns are a little bit more friendly and helpful. <laughs> just, yes. hey, but you yes. know, you get the idea. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Um, you know what I find interesting is when um, you know someone had said this a long time ago that you know sometimes people will be on your list for a really long time before they even decide to buy. But mm-hmm. if you've continually given them that value over time, then. There's there's still that chance that there's gonna they're gonna buy if they're still on your list a year from now if they're still opening those emails there's there's a chance they're gonna become a customer and I actually did have someone become a customer after like I, I think I joked about it I'm one of the fearless launching office hours but seriously we would send out our our newsletter and this was when I was still getting the autoresponders and when people you know would I don't know would not be at their desk or something like mm-hmm. that. And I would get one every single week from Rosie, the wedding planner. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny when she signed up, I was like, Oh my God, she's at fearless launching now <laughs> because it would have been like, I think the last time that I, I had actually been paying attention to those autoresponders, it was more than a year ago. Yeah. So I was like, wow, it took, it took Rosie like a year for me to nurture her in some way to yeah. flip that switch. But so is there a way in Google Analytics then um, to, or 
or maybe with a mix of tools to figure out like how long it's taking people? Yeah, you can actually see that in Google Analytics. Um, okay. So like the the way it works like by default is someone visits your site that starts like a two-year counter in Google Analytics. So Google, if they um, if they come back to your site like a year and 10 months later, Google Analytics will know that they're still the same visitor. So they'll know where they came from originally and then how they came right before they, you know, maybe filled out a contact form to work with you or bought something from you. Wow. Um, so you can do that right inside Google Analytics. Really? That is cool because yeah, that, that's like, like a, one of those things. I mean, I thought that was just something you could find out on Kissmetrics, but I guess you yeah. can find out all that stuff on Google yeah, Analytics. Yeah, I don't do a lot with um, with Kissmetrics, but um, in Google Analytics, which like they're always changing, but I think at the moment it's like in the conversions report and it's like you're looking at like path length or um, oh, path like length. it's one of those reports. Okay, okay I will... I will check that out. And then what do you, I mean, I know that SEO is not one of those things you can just be like, okay, what SEO am I going to do for my launch? Like three weeks before you start. It's more yeah. of like a slow burn, that stuff that you have to do all the time mm-hmm. leading up to your lunch, which is actually kind of how I always, I, I even approach um, guest posting like that now. I don't try to jam all a bunch of stuff into my launch to-do list, I always try to like, okay, I'm going to just try to consistently have a few things happening each month that put me on other people's, in front of other people's audiences. So is that kind of the same approach that you do with SEO? You try to do stuff consistently? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you do like huge, like if you, if you only do SEO like one day out of the year, meaning like you get like a hundred uh, blog posts to publish about you on like one single day and you do nothing else, like that's kind of um, like a flag in, on the Google team to say like, hey, like this looks like it might be like spammy activity. Because like most businesses just, they're not like just pursuing SEO links. Like they're just naturally going about their business and like networking and seeking opportunities. And sometimes those are interviews or their guest posts or someone gets featured in a magazine or, you know, they have an integration with their product and it gets announced somewhere. So it's really, it's, it fits more in like Google's eyes. If you're just like kind of doing it on your own, I wouldn't be worried about any particular push, but just to kind of illustrate the example, but um, yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing is just to like, if you can try and get, um, like seek opportunities or focus your efforts on sites that are, you know, larger than yours or stronger than yours in the eyes of Google. Right. And then, and how do you, which, which tools do you use to, to find that out other than just obvious ones that are bigger than yours? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I use, uh, opensiteexplore.org, um, which I think like is at the moment, it's like, you can look up three sites per day for free. Um, it's part of like the paid tools I use, but if you're using it consistently as part of your, your marketing outreach process and research, uh, you know, that should, that should work for most people. Um, what about, have you ever used market samurai? I have not. I don't like, there's a whole bunch of different tools you can use. Um, and I just, like, I, like, find a few that work for me and, like, I stick with them because they don't really change, like, like, the simple approach of things. Like, you're trying to find, like, like, SEO is, like, on-site stuff and off-site stuff. So, off-site mm-hmm. stuff, you're trying to find sites that are stronger than yours linking to your site. On-site, you're trying to come up with, like, the most searched 
keyword strategy that also overlaps with your customer's actual language. And like, those are the two things you're trying to do. (laughs) Right. So you're not actually then from the sounds of this, like you're not trying to keep up with like Google's changes and trying to game, game the system. That no, they've got changing, all. which is good, which is which is great because then that means that there's a longer term. Th- yeah. Then that that stuff will continue to be relevant and work. Yeah, like if you're a large enough organization where you have an entire like online marketing department or SEO team, then like then you have enough resources to like you know chase after the different uh, opportunities in the you know SEO changes, the Google changes. But if you're a small business owner, like you don't want to have to like implement your SEO strategy and then three months later have to undo or redo things because Google has changed or, and you were doing something that was like a little bit more like hacky than actually, um, you know, in the pursuit of your ideal customer. Got it. Got it. And so for just like really quickly on-site SEO would be things like the keyword, like, yeah. like your titles, like all the things that like, if I, I don't know, like whenever I think of my S whenever I think of like the onsite SEO, I think of, um, I, I, I do let the, uh, Yoast plugin help me a little bit mm-hmm. and remind me, it reminds me, it doesn't like, I don't go crazy and go to like the keyword finder tool or whatever yeah. and look it up. I just think, well, what's the main keyword here? And, you know, and I try to, I try to, I try to get a green circle <laughs> in, uh, in Yoast. Um, but like, are there any, are there any, um, ones that people generally don't talk about, but are good to do or people don't do as often, um, as far as onsite stuff? So onsite stuff starts with like, you know, start, it starts like before you even like open your website or open an SEO tool, it starts with like really knowing your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. So it starts with stuff you probably do like in the launching process too, like customer mm-hmm. research, like what language are they using? Like, what are they saying on social media? What are they saying in your emails to you? And using their actual language to do your keyword research. Um, and once you find that, you can kind of start to, to think about your, your content of your site and matching up the different phrases of like the different content tree or, you know, themes of your site on specific pages. Cause the number, the number one mistake I see, um, small business owners who are new to SEO do when they're trying to pursue SEO is that they use like the same phrase on every page or they're trying to optimize for the same mm. phrase on every page. And ideally you're picking an individual phrase for every page or post. And like, that's not going to be like a hundred percent. Like there is going to be overlap naturally since we talk about the same topics, but you're ideally trying to pick unique phrases when possible for each page on your site. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then that makes it a little bit more organic feeling, not like you're trying to, trying to find something to write about that fits. You're writing something and then you're I, yeah. I feel like the content would come first after you after you figure out what your customer needs, then you create the content, and then you kind of figure out, okay, well, what in here is possibly the keyword phrase? And then what what I generally do myself, and maybe this is wrong, but <clears throat> I usually will write first, and then I'll go back and be like, okay, well, if this is really the phrase that I meant, is there any place in in the in the title in anything that I can put a form of this and mm-hmm. and I just I try I I try to be as like non like pushy with it I'm not gonna like put like a phrase throughout my whole post just so that it can be like 
I don't know. I know people who like bold, italic, underline, yeah. all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's just a waste of my time, I feel like. Yeah, the way the way I do it, so like I, if I'm like doing an SEO strategy um, from scratch, like I have, like I work with a client and we come up with um, like a content tree or map for their site that comes up with like the different themes and how we should organize it and different ideas for blog posts, all based on this like SEO research of their ideal customer phrases and then what's going on in the, the keyword research um, planner, the tool from Google. Right. So then once we have that, like if I'm going to write a blog post, let's say it's it can either be a post that already fits my content tree. So I'm like already know what I'm optimizing for or like, you know, you're not just writing posts for SEO, right? Like you can have a whole bunch of different reasons you're writing a post. It's just like you're answering a question that you think your customers aren't asking, but like really kind of are, or you're launching something or you're announcing something like there's so many different reasons to write a blog post. They don't always have to fit into SEO, but anytime I do write a blog post, I'll head over to the, the keyword research tool, like plug in my topic, which can happen like before or after you actually write the post and then just see if there's any like quick win on like, okay, like I was saying it this way, but like this phrase seems to get searched more. And that's still kind of what my client's, um, my clients like will use that term, so maybe I'll try and incorporate that. Yeah. Um, and like the easiest way to incorporate something naturally is to like pick two to three different really closely related phrases for the page. So whether it's like, um, like like and for you, so like if you if someone was researching something like uh, launching your first product. Mm-hmm. So like launching your first product, maybe also how to launch your first product or launching your first product tips, like coming up with like three closely knit phrases for that page. That way, anytime I'm trying to incorporate one of these SEO phrases, I'm not necessarily just like stuffing in the same phrase again and again. Right. Um, I'm just trying to use that like in a natural way. Yeah. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, so, so then like, <clears throat> this leads me to ask you then like, are, do you have like, do you use do you actively think that SEO and and knowing your you know knowing your numbers your data is helping you grow your business? Do you feel like it's a are you really focused on that yourself for your own work? Yeah, I mean I could definitely um I could probably use another look at my strategy that I developed probably like a year ago, but yeah, absolutely. Like my traffic I think is like 60% SEO traffic and it's like some it's like the most autopilot traffic I have that still converts very well into my newsletter. So it's absolutely a part of my, my own process. And then, you know, in addition to that, what other things, like, cause I know we started talking about your business and how you've grown up, but like what other, what other things are you doing besides like, you know, what other, yeah. what other, what other things are you planning to like grow your business? Yeah, so, like, I'm a huge SEO fan, um, but, you know, I'm also an analytics fan, and from an analytics standpoint, um, you know, it's never a good idea to put all your eggs in one traffic basket, right? So, like, <laughs> any any one particular channel could totally just, you know, up and change the rules, and you would be left with not as much traffic as you used to depend on. So, I definitely, like, SEO is one of, like, my strong eggs, um, but mm-hmm. I also do, um, you know, like, social media, like, I play around with Facebook ads, um, I definitely do 
a lot of um, like networking and Facebook groups, and I'm starting to do more offline stuff, which I think is interesting. Yeah, that's always fun to see how that because it's a different like because it's a really clear con- conversion. If someone comes online after you speak to them, that's yeah. a conversion in itself. And then if they like your page, and then if they start and they you know opt in and then they buy, that's that that will be an interesting um, one to follow for you. Yeah, I think. Um, so what? So what is coming up in the next year? The rest of the year, 20, 2014 for you. Haha, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> What's your? Do you, are you going to be running uh, your Google Analytics course again? Possibly. Um, I may be, or something new might be coming out that I'm not ready to announce publicly. <laughs> <laughs> You just don't want to, you're like, I don't know if I want to do it yet. I'm probably ready. <laughs> I know what it is. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I actually don't really. She, she, um, Liz leaked something to me before, but I, I have no idea what it would be. But from the sounds of that topic, you said, I would be yeah. very excited about that because I think that, uh, anyways, I, I like this whole topic and um, of SEO analytics, I think it's they really fit well together. So, anything else that would help us, you know, know what we're doing, know that what we're doing in the in the on-site, off-site SEO work, and watching our analytics, anything that will help us get better results with those things would be great. So, I would like to talk to you about what I think you should offer next. <laughs> I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then where can people find you? Where can people find you? Well, my online home is lizlocker.com. Cool. Which is L-I-Z-L-O-C-K-A-R-D, but I'm sure you'll link it up. Um, <laughs> yep. And then um, what else, what else can, can, can we read, can we talk to you on Facebook? Do you have a Facebook page or something? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Liz Lockard. Um, and if you're curious to hear more about like, if you're new to Google analytics, I have a free email course on Google analytics um, oh, cool. that you can find on my site. That cool. can also link in. Yeah, that would be great. And then I will pop that below in the show notes. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to, I want to ask you. I know that there always is going to be. Yeah. Um, So, no, I think that's it for today. Cool. (laughs) Well, Liz, thank you so much for coming, um, coming on and chatting about all of this stuff. I'm, I'm excited to know more about like your law firm. Um, So (laughs) at some point offline, we'll, we'll talk about that. I totally know what you mean about, I, I just have to tell you, okay, before I sign off, I have to say, I actually, my first website that I ever touched. I somehow learned HTML and I made this horrible website (laughs) for my bosses that I I worked for at Warner Brothers. They were writers and uh, play producers and they wanted a site for their plays. And I swear to you, this site was just so janky. Now that I think about what the site (laughs) is, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could go back and find it. But they've since obviously had a proper web designer do it. But I just remember I put so much work into that, but I really did have the bug for all of that, um, that online stuff then. So I used to build like GeoCities websites. Oh dude, I was on GeoCities like a (laughs) maniac. (laughs) And I think, I think I even had a Friendster. Did you have a Friendster account? I did not. not. 
Yeah, I love those. Um, you don't even want to get Laura Rotorshard talking about this because she used to build those kind of communities all the time on like GeoCities when she was like 14 or 13 yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was older than that when I was playing with GeoCities. And like, what is it? There's like Angel Fire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the like blinking neon, like all one page visitor counters. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I really, I was like, I was like really trying. I remember for so long trying to do those, yeah. but they just, they were ugly and that's why they didn't yeah. stick around. Yeah. All right, Liz, I will talk to you later. Thanks so much for coming again. And uh, you can look at all of the show notes for links up to Liz. And if you have any questions, definitely leave them in the comments below. Uh, Talk to you later, Liz. (laughs) I'm a freak. (laughs) Well, now, I bet you didn't expect to get some SEO tips in there, did you? All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Liz will surely be back and you can definitely check out the show notes because she did a great post for the Ansimo Love blog, as well as she's got an amazing site herself. So check out the show notes below. And again, thank you for listening, for taking the time to bear with the goofiness. Um, that's that's what it's all about over here in Anne Samoylov land. Um, if you are new listening to the podcast, you can catch all the other episodes a few different ways. Uh, right now, the best way is to go to ansamoylove.com forward slash show, or you can head over to iTunes and just search for the Fearless Launching Show. And hey, while you're there, what would be amazing to support me and and really other female entrepreneurs who are doing these podcasts because there aren't a lot of us really in comparison to the other, the number of men doing them is to rate, review, leave a comment, leave, leave some nice words. Um, so more people can find the women podcasting community. Again, I really appreciate all of the time and all of the, all of the time that you spend listening to me droning on and on and on, but also that you actually email me and tell me, you know, your thoughts and what you want to see on the show, because this is, this is for you. I always say that, but I want to remind you, this is for you. So if you're not getting what you want, you want something else, uh, let me know. If you want to be on the fearless launching show, let me know, be bold and uh, send us an email at support at ansamoylove.com. Again, you can also head over to ansamoylove.com, which, you know, it's listed everywhere. I will make sure you have that link. You can grab a few new resources that that I've been adding over there. In addition to the free launch toolkit, You'll also find a new uh, free five-day sample course that allows you to sample one of the products. Um, And it really just gives you, I think, a taste of how I teach, the tone, uh, what I teach, and um, and, and just kind of gives you a little bit of additional stuff to do so that you can can get your launch off the ground. Um, So head over there and you'll find everything you need. I, I really enjoyed this one a lot, as you can tell. So have a great day and I will chat with you soon.